Is there any better feeling than getting paid for something you absolutely love doing that's fun? Well, if so, you need to check out Money Master's Guide, Game Mastering for Fun and Profit by RJ Productions. The Money Master's Guide shows you several ways to pivot your already creative skills as a game master into a profitable side hustle. In today's world, everyone needs just a little side money to help make ends meet. Why not find ways to use your gaming hobby to help pay those bills? With Money Master's Guide, you'll look at many different paths and actionable activities that you can do to help put you on the path to becoming a money master. Visit rebrand.ly Money Master's Guide now and start rolling in the dough. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy on Earth Tips and Tricks. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. We hope to inspire you with creative content you can bring with you on your next adventure tonight. I am really excited to talk about our monster today, Glaclarius. Glacerius? Glacerius. Let's go with that. Um, this Sounds fro- like a Pokemon. <laughs> it could be one. <laughs> this ape-like... It almost is like a Yeti, right? It's this... Uh, beast-like frozen ram um creature a little more beast its intelligence is only six or seven so it's not super smart can't speak but it is smart enough to kind of make primitive weapons and everything you're going to start with the cr it's a cr3 you're going to start with a giant scorpion stat block we're going to lose its claw sting intelligence becomes seven and the it gains immunity to cold and vulnerability to psychic we're going to grant it some uh, unique features. Because it is a herd animal and a, a pack nah. creature, we're going to give it pack tactics. <laughs> we're also going to give it multi-attack, where it can strike up to three times twice with its new slam ability that allows it to grapple a target, as well as its frigid, frigid sickle. Now, what makes this frigid sickle so much fun? On a hit, the person has to succeed a con save, or they begin to turn to solid ice and are restrained. They get to repeat the saving throw at the end of their next turn. On a success, the effect ends. On a failure, the target becomes petrified until freed by greater restoration or other magic. What do you guys think? (laughs) Uh, It sounds fun. It does seem fun. I like the idea of freezing your players over. It's like, oh, we're just going to get frozen. It's not bad. They're not going to see the uh, whole petrification thing coming. Yeah, and that's that's basically what it is. It's basically the petrification spell, but instead of turning to stone, you're turning into an ice pillar. Um, like, what if instead of like a petrification, they just become paralyzed, if you will, just to show, show that, that they're encased in ice, but let, let it melt afterwards. <laughs> Assuming they live long enough for that to happen. Well, yeah, so that's definitely something. Uh, it seemed like the, the petrified condition just made more sense because paralysis okay. still allows for. Um, uh, easier removal, I think. I think sure. paralysis can be removed with lesser restoration. Um, but no, I'm just going with the petrified theme. I just change it from stone to ice. And I That's think fair. that this one works really well. In the patron uh, bounty, uh, there is a character who 
there's a this winter festival going on, ice sculptures kind of like in Frankenmuth type stuff. And this one guy used to suck, but he all of a sudden is like the top tier. They're very lifelike. Turns out he's finding these frozen adventurers and dragging their their their, their frozen <laughs> forms and entering them into competitions. And the characters yep. have to figure out what's going on. And it's a it's a lot of fun. I think this is uh, a fun monster. I chose for it to be more beast like. What do you guys think about that? That's fine. In some ways, that makes it more unpredictable, and it also makes it something, relatively speaking, you can't inherently reason with. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't offer them food or something like that, but yeah. Right. Uh, Bas- Basilisk is considered a beast, isn't it? Yep. doesn't yeah. use weapons, though, right? So that's kind of one yeah. of the, the, the trade-offs. Uh, is that it's uh it's smart enough that it can use primitive see i used the the the, originally the eight stop block was kind of what came to mind right they're smart they can use primitive tools a little bit smarter than them but not enough for like language and stuff more beast yeah so i think it came across pretty good it's definitely a a fun one um and would you guys what do you guys think about it having access to pack tactics though is that a little too dangerous no i mean because that just means as a dm you have a creature Creatures that can use this thing help us word tactics. And, well, DS like to have fun, too. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our monster, uh, Glacius. Brandon, feels... would you like to tell us about our encounter of the podcast? Our uh, encounter of this podcast is Kingdom in Crisis. Uh, yet another one. After a recent spate of bad rulership, the kingdom of... Sinfair is in dire straits. The newly crowned king, Remus. <laughs> Remus makes me think of Seamus. <laughs> the newly crowned king, Remus, the inheritor, has enacted new laws uh, that prevent certain races from owning businesses. Oh, wow. Uh, walking the streets of, a major, of major cities at night and learning magic. Wow, that went south really fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those persecuted by these laws have begun to rebel against the king, Re- uh, Remus. Good job. And the clashes between the rebels and the crown have escalated almost to the point of civil war. In addition, the instability of Sinfair has caused some of its more ruthless neighbors to plan invasions to annex parts of the kingdom. Ouch. Uh oh. The got Society real. of Benevolent Brewers. <laughs> 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 The Society of Benevolent Brewers is looking for agents to help broker a meeting between the rebels and the king, but any attempt to uh, forging peace will have to overcome both sides' mutual mistrust. Uh, Upon speaking to both sides, the agents may learn that Remus was pressured into passing the new laws to legitimize his claim to the throne by several powerful nobles, while the rebels are torn between revolution and reconciliation. It is worth noting that this is from the Remarkable Guild and their heroes from Loresmith. Um, What do you guys think about this? The the fact that he was pressured into doing it by other nobles, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's also the fact, too, that given how oppressive many of these new laws are, many of the sections of the kingdom are being annexed by other kingdoms, a lot of these citizens there might be, be thinking, yes, annex us, please. We don't want to deal with this dick. <laughs> Just saying. I, I think I think the best part of this encounter is that it leaves the race that it's talking about up to the DM. It doesn't yes. say what race it, it is. It doesn't call them out. So if the majority of your players are the same race, you can oh, totally screw them off by doing that. That is awesome. It's like, oh, 
everyone's giving everyone a uh, dirty looks except for the tiefling and the uh the rain uh the elf it's like yeah but the rest of us are dwarves yeah well they don't fucking like you we're <laughs> <laughs> short and stocky i i just want to say that uh uh ever since i got my remarkable guilds and the heroes book i have been blown away by the writing uh it's on pre-order right now you can pick it up um at laura smith's uh kickstarter page uh this was so well written and this just the political intrigue lover in me is just wants to include this so much in my next campaign uh mm-hmm. my, my next adventure and stuff because it's so open-ended and there's so many cogs that fit together in a myriad of different ways that you can really just have a lot of fun with it and as you pointed out it doesn't say which races are um uh prevented from opening businesses and even walking the streets at night stuff so um that's uh, never that's mind the whole learning magic thing right if you you do choose dwarves and you got a dwarf cleric well he's gonna have some troubles right uh or yeah, that that's or that's that's pretty bad that hits close to home for a lot of people yeah i bet so make sure that you understand your players and uh and their uh, comfort levels when you do do something like this. Okay? <laughs> Especially like that. that uh, people are going to see the parallels. Yeah, it's like, sure. oh, they, you're not going to let them learn magic? I mean, like we weren't able to learn how to read? Right. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's not like that. This is make-believe. Right. It's, it's, it's just uh, something you guys got to overcome. Yep. All right. That's one of the reasons why I like this game. is You can take a racist prick and throw him in as a bad guy. And once the players get rid of him, it's just all more... <laughs> it just feels good, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our encounter, The Kingdom in Crisis from Markable Guilds and their heroes. Ian, would you like to tell us about our magic item today? Our magic item today is the Boots of the Vigilant, which comes from Matthew Mercer. It is a wondrous, uncommon item. And when you wear these boots, you seem to have a sense of uh, impending danger when it approaches you. After you roll for initiative, you can choose to roll 1d8 and add it to your initiative roll. And once this ability is used, you can't use it again until the next dawn. What do you guys think about this? I like it quite a bit because, because you know, since you can only use it once, it's not game-breaking. Right. And you also have to pick and choose when to use it. But when you do decide to use it, even if you just roll a 1 on that extra D8, that's still more initiative. That's still sometimes can be enough to bump you up. Yep, yep. <laughs> What about you, B? Uh, all I could think of was the assassin rogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this for him yeah. because you get that assassination by going first. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the f- few items that I've seen that affects initiative. There's not a lot of ways to improve your initiative in D and D, so having a magical item that's uncommon that does that is pretty nice. As you pointed out, Ian, it being only once a day definitely means that they have to pick and choose when to use it, because they're likely going to have more than one in combat encounter in that time frame. So, Isn't there a improved initiative feat? There is. I didn't say there was only no other way. I just said there's not a lot of ways. Um, so this definitely adds to it. Um, I would like to point out that it doesn't require attunement, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice. If for whatever reason, I, I can, I'm setting in my mind a situation that's like a chase and somebody's carrying something. If you know, hey, uh, we got to get this orb of Bast out of here, Let I'm going to let you wear my boots for a little bit. It gives you a little bit of spring in your step and help you, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
get away. And so moving it around actually becomes feasible. So. Alright, I think that'll do it for our magic item, the Boots of the Vigilant from Matt Mercer. I'd like to take a moment to uh, let you guys know that if you'd like to support our show, um, we're always releasing new D&D content uh, for our patrons. Our monsters get fully fleshed out with beautiful artwork, backstories, and little lore that can be passed out through knowledge checks to your characters. Um, along with that, it gets compiled into a nice uh, monthly magazine as well that you can use to... Uh, read the the dungeon master tips the player tips and all the other options that we have so if this sounds like something that would interest you and you'd like to support the show uh please consider swinging on over to patreon.com slash crit academy and drop a few coins to your crit academy folks and and get some uh beautiful rewards as well as help keep the show funded and moving forward our dungeon master tip of the podcast is Add damaging terrain to help speed up combat. This comes from my good man, Sly Flourish. Um, fantastic terrain that inflicts damage is a great way to keep a battle running fast and still keep the threat on the players high. Large sections of an encounter map that do damage, such as, you know, you know, maybe five damage or, uh, per tier to any creature who begins its turn in the area will put a significant amount of extra damage on both sides of the fight. Um, and if you choose this option, you can uh, um, use it as creatures or encounter effects that can move the PCs into the uh, PCs and NPCs into the different areas. So the battle just becomes faster and more dynamic, allowing abilities like the shove action and pushes and pulls to be much more effective, as well as making the battle run smoother and much more quickly. What do you guys think? It does speed things up a, a little bit, and it can t- keep a fight be- become becoming too tedious. And given how the terrain may be dealing damage and what other effects it may add onto it, it can make things more dynamic. Yep, absolutely. What do you think, B? I like, I like the idea of uh, maybe you're fighting um, what those guys called? A bunch of mercenaries and they start dropping vials of acid on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's a good and one. Now, and and maybe, maybe they're wearing boots to prevent them from taking the damage from the acid, but you're not. Ooh. I like that. That is really cool. Oh, yeah. Getting, getting pretty heavy into that. Um... If this is something you're interested in and you like it, please consider uh, checking out our Fantastic Terrain. It delves deep into this by giving you uh, dozens of different uh, terrain options, some that deal damage, others that enhance spells and powers and stuff. Um, Consider checking it out, um, and we'll provide you with some of those fun terrain. But either way, it's a great way to add flavor to the field. I like the idea of like a swamp having, you know, like some acid, as Brandon was saying, or maybe a forest that has tangling vines that creep up around with thorns and scrape and twist and tie and bind and hurt. Um, Just sounds like a lot of fun that the bush becomes more than just cover. It becomes a tangle of death. (laughs) Um, and it'd be really great a way to utilize the nature check and the survival check in combat as that could be something that they identify as a threat immediately and something to be used. All right. That'll do it for our dungeon master tip. Add damaging terrain to help speed up combat. Our player tip of the podcast is 
Don't be a dick. Add flavor to your saves comes from our patron Zambo on our Discord. This player tip is brought to you by a little bit of beer in a late night shower. (laughs) (laughs) Role play your saving throws. What does your character actually feel when they make a charisma save, a wisdom save, or an intelligence save? For charisma, is your character momentarily wooed by a compliment? For intelligence, do they almost have an instinctive reaction, but then hesitate because it's not logical? Or for wisdom, do they start to impulsively react, but then stop? Now, some easier saves are easier than others, such as constitution or dexterity, you know, uh, shrugging off a vibrant stri- uh, poison through your body or, or, you know, reflexively jumping out of the way makes sense. But those mental saves is something that gets overlooked all the time. So you can really enhance those those saves at your table by adding a bit of flavor. Um, I really like this because honestly, it didn't. I didn't realize that I don't do this until this tip showed up in our our Discord. What do you guys think? It does some need to be something that needs to be done right, and I think it's done best if you keep it brief and concise. Yes, because if every player t- takes their sweet time to articulate in fine detail how they made each and every single save, that's going to slow everything down a lot. That's true, but is that going to be any uh, different than explaining uh, an assault on your character with an attack roll? I did say brief. so. <laughs> so but yeah, I think that that's definitely uh, something that could be a little fun. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I've used a few of these in the game. It, it it can be difficult though. Yeah, it yeah. can be. So especially with certain things like uh, like will wisdom makes sense, right? That's basically willpower, right? Your yep. ability to have a stronger mind over matter thing. Intelligence is one that I struggle with um, because the how do you logically explain psychic damage, for instance, right? Um, yeah. So what I've ended up in the past, what I've ended up kind of doing is. Um, when somebody is attacked, let's use a mind flayer since it's uh, such a well-known psychic monster where it makes a psionic attack against somebody. It's easy to have them start to almost like they see illusions or flashbacks or nightmares in their in their mind's eye, right? Uh, I always in movies you see that kind of the quick screen uh, sh- screaming and then the sheen s- screen shifts and then shifts back something kind of like that to me where it disrupts the reality is kind of the way I always go but um, that can be tough to 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 make fit in every situation I think so either way I think it's a great idea mm-hmm. I still keep picturing a enemy mage casting fireball. And when the flames lane disappear, there's a massive scorch mark on the ground that's up for a five-foot area with a rogue standing. <laughs> I don't know how they're taking damage, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really thought about that, because they have that evasion thing, which means when they succeed, it drops you, it to zero you, damage, right? You saved, and yeah. you used uncanny dodge. Yeah, I feel like that's a moment, uh, at least when uh, you really have to make sure that you describe potentially some sort of object that can help explain yep. that away, you know, like a cart or a, a pillar or a boulder or somebody's body. Like, that's what I envision them doing. Just like Uncanny Dodge is just hide behind a friend. <laughs> I'm now picturing 
Christopher Walken in the film Seven Psychopaths. Yep. Take some damage from Fireball. No, but but you can't have damage on a safe. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but I have a gun. <laughs> so? <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense. Too bad. <laughs> it's just how it is. All right, that'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, don't be, be a dick. dick. Um, and you can avoid dickitude by adding flavor to your saves. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, please visit CritAcademy.com, pick up some of our best-selling content, our newest release, our Extraordinary Expeditions, and our soon-to-be-released, our ex- uh, exotic equipment perks. Um, consider checking those out and, 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 and supporting us in a monetary uh, fashion if you can. If you can't, please go to the website and maybe share some of your favorites with uh, your audiences or your Facebook groups. Um, tell your friends on TikTok, or if you want a, a more reoccurring uh, support, become a patron and get lots of fun rewards every single month delivered to your inbox. That'll do it for our show today. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your co-host, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Keep, Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save your money.